excuses. Do they bug you? They used to. Mm. But I learned that for some people, they want to see how committed you are by what you're expressing. Mm. Do you feel like you're taking that personally? No, that's challenge accepted. I see. Not, not personally, but it's, I'm going to show you that when you try to, when you Put think- Put a roadblock. Yeah, when you think, oh, he's not gonna be ready for this one. I have to prove to you I am. What percentage of people do you think put up these roadblocks that are superficial? 90%. Thank you for listening to Corners and Conversations by Just Contributing Support, better known as JCS. New episodes are released every other Friday. For more information, visit jcsupport.org. J as in just, C as in contribute, the word support.org. To get updates when new episodes are available, text the word podcast to 855-691-4921. Check the description for details. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Corners and Conversations, everyone. We do have a, a guest. Mario has returned. He said he is not done with the show yet. And he said he's going to ask some questions mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to see how this goes. I have not prepared for this. But anyways, welcome back, Mario. Hey, guys. It's me again. You're back like you never <laughs> left. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, you know. I feel like that last podcast was was very beneficial um, to me, and I really wanted to, you know, continue this, the greatness that you have going on here. On a budget, of course. On a budget, of course. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Balling on a budget. All right. I didn't actually prepare for this either. Just heads up. (laughs) They don't know. (laughs) Well, now they do. (laughs) So... Uh, first question. This might be this might be real deep as the first question. What's the difference between someone who's great in your role, like considered great, right, versus someone who's considered outstanding? So the difference between great and outstanding. Yeah, and where do you see yourself in that scale of of things? And that's from the purpose of podcasting. Yeah, sure, and, and yeah, from the perspective of a podcaster, from what you're doing right now. I would say for someone who is great, it is they have an authentic or organic approach to approaching conversations. It's one thing that should not be taken for granted. Mm -hmm. And for someone who is outstanding, it's they're applying that same level of uh, productivity, but it's how they market it. Sure. So a lot of great people have great discussions, but how many people are able to market it in a way that is impactful to an audience that they intend to impact. So I think that's the difference between somebody who is great. Anybody can have a great conversation, but outstanding is how they are applying it and presenting it to people. Sure. Okay. Do you see yourself in the middle of, of like, I wouldn't say the middle. I'm saying I'm approaching great. Okay. Uh, The reason being because I'm learning as I'm applying it. Okay. Wasted a lot of money too. (laughs) fired a lot of people too, but the purpose of being great mm-hmm. is that you went by experience, is that you you know for a fact when somebody say, man, I messed up, been there, done that. So I think approaching great. When it gets to outstanding, that is when other people um, want to associate with what it is that I'm doing. Sure. Or what the brand is uh, manifesting and 
investing in society. Do you do you think that when someone is outstanding, do do you think that they still view failure as a as a a learning curve, as a as a stepping stone to grow even further? Do you think outstanding people fail more than people who are great? For outstanding people, they are junkies for failure, actually. Like, they'll be upset they haven't failed enough. Like, oh, we made it this far. We learned so much. That's not enough. Mm-hmm. Well, what, well, what you trying to do? Let's see if we can fail twice as more. Well, why? Well, why? We, we just invested how much money and this didn't work? Yeah, that's the best part. Now we can update the process. And we're going to go back, you know, go back at it. Mm -hmm. So for people that are great at what they do, it's they're great at one thing. But somebody that's outstanding, they know how to stack the things that they're great at. Sure. Yeah. Get more value out of it. I think that's the difference. Looking for failure instead of just being comfortable with what they accomplish. Have you have you seen yourself looking for failure? Do you see yourself looking for failure? My bank account says yes. (laughs) It's it's, it's, it's a lot of transactions that took place, and I'm not talking about deposits. So this is the the (laughs) best. I would say this is the best time for failure because who's paying attention to what I'm doing right now? Who's paying attention to what the the organization or the the vision, the principles Mm -hmm. that are being established? Mm -hmm. And so this is the fun time because the cost of failure is not as many people paying attention to what I'm doing Mm -hmm. compared to... A year from now, mm-hmm. five years from now, mm-hmm. 10 years from now. What is what is failure in five years look like to you? So you said that mm-hmm. people wouldn't notice as much now versus five Correct. years. What, what would five years look like if you failed in five years? I'll give you an example. I spent in lessons learned. I'll just say that ahead of time. Mm-hmm. I spent over $1,000 to develop a website. Mm-hmm. And then like a week after, I was like, nah, I ain't liking this. Remove it. <laughs> And it's down. It's you. So you still have the domain name, but the website's down. Oh, but I destroyed it. Mm. Like hell, with it's this. gone. Get that out of here. It's completely. But the the beautiful part is, it was a bought lesson. Okay. So my grandmother tell me. She mm-hmm. says a bought lesson is better than a taught lesson. Sure. Somebody teach you something, you don't care. You didn't lose anything. Mm-hmm. Oh, put some money on it. If it don't work out, you're going to remember it. Mm-hmm. You're going to be invested in it. Mm-hmm. So five years from now. I've learned that I've failed enough in wasting money. So when we look at it from that level, it will not be to that that amount. Mm-hmm. Let's say five years from now, hey, look, we got this opportunity and it's $10,000. I think the the level of failure has <laughs> has got to a different level. So it's like it's great that that's an opportunity, but it's also scary because it's like, man, I remember five years ago I lost 1000 I do not want to lose ten. Mm-hmm. Or but, does that mean I'm doing better? If but does I'm that mean able to lose? Time? So is it does that does that mean that you lower your risk, or does that mean that you use your risk management to increase your odds of of completing something, but not having to, you know, purchase another website for a thousand dollars? So like, say you did your research right, and then now you purchase a domain for eighteen dollars, still the same website and still the mm-hmm. .com, you know? Oh but yeah, now, yeah. That but, most but you definitely. learned right. So like, do you feel like? It, ha, have you learned in that kind of way where like you, you learn from your mistake and then. Um, yes, I've, I've learned that you can 
you can do things at yeah. scale. Okay, yeah. That's what, that's so I no longer have yeah. to do as much or invest so much in the beginning to be, uh, I don't like this at the end. Sure. You know, so what I mean by scalability is you can do something for free or do a trial, so to speak. Like when I communicate with freelancers, it's it's not, he'll go $1,000 for this project. It's here's 100 and just see what progress you make with that. And then it's more in manageable steps now. You talk about risk management. Mm -hmm. So if somebody's capable of doing something, oh, that's great. That's great at that level. Mm -hmm. So let's go at the next level and see what they do from there. See what they do from there. Okay. And one of the best things is knowing when it's time to part ways. Yeah, that's hard. I feel like that's really hard in any in any aspect of life. Oh, I'm used when to it. When to now. let go. Oh yeah, I'm used to it. When, when when do you think it's time to let go? Is it different for uh, different facets of your life? Like your love life versus your 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 professional life, you know what I'm saying? Yes, it's for me. I'm a window of opportunity kind of person, mm -hmm. and I explain that with everybody I work with, every project that I'm on, or people that it, that has a, a interest in me in my personal life. There are times where, <laughs> hey, I don't think you're interested in this, or hey, I don't think I'm I'm receiving what 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 I was expecting, and I'm more of a well. If I'm a window of opportunity kind of person, mm -hmm. when when we was having the best of times, that should have been when we capitalized on that. Mm -hmm. But I'm more of a, the type of person to, on purpose, change in my behavior just to see how they respond to it. Okay. So I have a, I'm going to give an example. Freelance, I was working with an audio technician. Okay. Um, who was working on the podcast episode, actually, for almost a year. No, it's been over a year. It was over a year. And I used to, you know, submit something to him like every week or every two weeks. And then I changed it. I said, I'm going to send you three months worth of episodes. Okay. And you edit it when you feel like it. Okay. So remember that the schedule when episodes are released are the same, but I send all of that ahead of time to see if they are self-motivated. Or when I had a podcast manager, hey, these are the show notes, right? Mm -hmm. Here's an example. And before we go forward, I want you to apply this to the previous shows. I mean, we don't need it. It's shows already released, mm -hmm. but to see how they respond to those things. Sure. So what happened going forward from there? Did um, Do you feel like you capitalized on that? Yes, okay. I did capitalize on it because those were lessons learned. So for the podcast manager, they, they had a template that they presented to me, mm -hmm. and I still use that template to this day. So if anyone was to check the show notes, you'll see the you see the subtitle, you see the timestamps of where the topics that we're discussing. And then I do keywords and then I go with uh, the takeaways. So with every podcast, even if somebody don't have time to listen to everything, because mm -hmm. it could be as short as five minutes or as long as 30 minutes. Right. I think my longest episode is like an hour or so. Yeah. But for <clears throat> people who may not be the, have time to invest and digest everything, you get right to the point of what we talked about. Sure. Or you get an idea of what we talked about. Because I find that more interesting sometimes compared to just listening to two people discuss it. Mm -hmm. Give me the keywords. Give me the takeaways. Let me reflect on it. And let me apply my own logic to it. Okay. So that reached one audience. Mm -hmm. For some people, they'll just press play because mm -hmm. they're traveling on the interstate or what have you. Mm -hmm. uh, for some people, just a commute to work. So that's where the, the 15 to 30 minute window uh, comes into play. Mm -hmm. And I learned that talking to audio engineers, podcast managers, 
for different people to say, what's the best approach in doing things? Mm -hmm. So I take those experiences and um, <laughs> those bought lessons, as I like to say, and I apply it going forward. The current website that I use right now is mm -hmm. free. Google Sites. <laughs> I could fail as much as I want for free. Yeah, that's cool. You know, uh, but applying it in the, um, when we talk about content, applying it in that space, being smarter in those investments, mm -hmm. when it comes to tangible things, you know, books, worksheets, uh, the things that you can't just purchase and receive instantly, being more strategic in how I invest in that, that's a big difference. Cool. Do you feel like there is someone that you admire in the podcasting community that is doing something similar to this that has had a journey almost similar to yours? Not directly in the space that mm -hmm. I'm operating in. Uh, there are people who are doing it. Okay. Let's, let's clarify yeah, that. Yeah, sure. So when we talk about their intent and how they wish to impact uh, youth in particular, there's a lot of people doing it, but I haven't found that one person to say, oh my God, I want to model like my level of impact based off of this. I see. Do you, have you used any of their, I don't know, their, their way of uh, showcasing content? Have, have you utilized any of their tactics or the things that they do in their shows, um, in your shows more specifically, or is it something mm -hmm. that is just more unique to you as far as interviewing people and the questions that you ask are, are totally different than what everyone else is doing? Yeah. Um, Dr. Eric Thomas, uh, E.T., that's yeah. what he called. Mm -hmm. uh, he do have the podcast Secret to Success, and I was listening to a lot of his content. Mm -hmm. Like he's great at motivating. Well, that's that's his profession, mm -hmm. being influential as a motivator. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I think I need to be like this. And then I realized I don't I don't have to present myself in that way or have that level of influence and energy to be impactful. Mm -hmm. There are some authors they write great influential <clears throat> books, but mm -hmm. when they speak, it's very monotone. It's it's it, we would, for people on the outside looking in, they would say, this is boring, but yet they are very influential in their um, wordsmithing. Sure. And maybe in their profession or something, you know? Correct. Well, yeah. In yeah. like, in what they do. An yeah. athlete can be great at what they do, but when it's time for the interview, they, you can tell they don't want to do it, <laughs> but they have to. Mm -hmm. So that the logic that I have is the, the podcast is not just for me per se. And I try my best not to make it about me because mm -hmm. I want people to take away something from it. So the topics that are being discussed and the people I'm communicating with is really for them to speak on a perspective or a level of experience that I have not uh, experienced myself. Okay. Yeah. So corners and conversations, that's the objective that I'm uh, reaching for. Okay. That's cool. So, so is there something that you're very good at? Um, but you've thought about quitting multiple times or you have quit altogether. And, and people don't know. Like a hidden talent, almost. Is there something like that that you have? Making people laugh. I don't consider myself a comedian. Actually, when I'm more serious, people laugh harder. And so it's just like, I, believe I, I guess true. it's the way I, I communicate. Mm -hmm. So it would be something or just an idea. Like the way my mind works. Up oh, example. I should sue my, my grandparents or great-grandparents because they didn't leave me a life insurance policy. And so explaining the process of how is it that when people wake up in life, you know, you grow up through life. And of course, there's that unfortunate experience of somebody passing. <laughs> so if we all know somebody's passing. 
Nobody ever thought of let's get a life insurance policy to, I don't know, help out the next generation that didn't actually be born. <laughs> at least they could look at life differently. You know, like that'd be the stuff that crossed my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I had those conversations with people or it's like, hey, <laughs> if if I have ownership of something, that means I own it, right? Yeah. yeah. So why is there always a, a conversation about where well, you need to pay for this? You need to pay for that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I own it if I continue to have to pay for something, right? <laughs> That's renting. Yeah. That's like me paying somebody to say I have ownership of something. I don't, I don't understand that. So stuff like that, when I speak to, you know, <laughs> my close group of friends and all that stuff, they laugh at it. And I'm like, I'm dead serious. And it's like they laugh at it because they know I'm serious. Mm-hmm. Or who has time to think about stuff like that? So for the people who's dead in the grave right now, you're going to dig them up and sue them if I was able to. <laughs> if I was able to. Yeah. So you, you, you feel like you're like the breath of like like comedic relief, like for, for individuals and, for, you know, for topics that are serious, which I mean, because these are serious topics because there are people struggling because their grandparents could have left them. <laughs> It's like you, you're oh. frustrated because you won the lottery. Yeah. Like of all the possibilities, you were born. <laughs> Think about that. Of all the possibilities, you was born. And what do I get from that? Liability, disappointment, and shut up, stop talking. <laughs> what beautiful. To become an adult and the same people who mm-hmm. would say, these are things you should pay attention to. These are now the same people that you are invested in. Because if you're not, you'll be a horrible son. Or a horrible daughter, a horrible child. That's an interesting way to think about that. Yeah, yeah well, maybe that's just me. No, know. that's no, that's cool. I like that. Yeah. The type of stuff I used to question is why is there a, a mail-in rebate? Like, if I'm spending some money yeah. for something, why don't you just give it a discount now? Why I got to fill out something and send it? And then in, send it in. And then, <laughs> and then cause more money for the... No, oh, okay. oh, yeah, the postage stamp. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Nothing's free. <laughs> The postage stamp is not That's really funny. But those are like two examples that come across the the top of my head. Now, for some people, like, man, you should really, like, you're you're hilarious. You're funny. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I just live my life. Have you ever thought about going into comedy? Uh, Until I found out they didn't have a retirement plan. (laughs) What comedian you know have a 401k? Like, let's be honest. What, what health insurance it's benefits like a, are like they getting? struggling artist? Is that what we're trying to relate to? I yeah. think I'll be the I mean, person who want to pursue something if I don't have to uh, have a commitment with an organization or somebody else about it. Mm. I think that would be it. So if it's like some regarding like entertainment or let's do this, let's do that. Cool. As long as I don't have to have a, a contractual agreement, like you need to do this or else type stuff. I think it'll take the fun right out of it. Mm-hmm. Take the fuck out. Yeah, I'm gonna give you an example. JCS used to be a nonprofit. It was a nonprofit for like a year, mm-hmm. and then I was like, "Yeah, this is not fun." Like this, I, the conversation based about what you're passionate about, and you're sharing this ideology with people. Mm-hmm. It's like having a child, but you're not respected as the parent. You're just the guardian, right? Yeah. It's not something that you have a you have an investment in it, but you have to. But so is everyone else as the guardian to this. You, know, you have to convince everybody that mm-hmm. this is a great investment. Because mm-hmm. when other people are not passionate about the the idea or the dream that you have, they're they're not going to say it because it's rude to say that. To be honest up front is to be rude, mm-hmm. right? 
but their actions is going to express it. Mm-hmm. I'll give you an example uh, for the state of Louisiana. For those who don't know, uh, right. for a nonprofit, you need to have three board members. That is the minimum three. So me as the founder, I can be one person, but you still need two other people to be a legitimate nonprofit. Because if not, that's taxes, that's fines, that's fees that you have to pay back because you're not conducting yourself like a proper nonprofit. Mm. Um, and so convincing people, hey, I have this idea, I have this dream. I'm going to focus on everything that I'm passionate about. Cool. I just need you to do one thing. Be there for a board meeting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Be there for a board meeting. I'm going to figure just out everything thing. because it's really my dream. Mm-hmm. So it's rude for me to demand somebody be just as passionate about it. Mm-hmm. All right. Shouldn't have to demand it though, I feel like. Yeah. You know, no. They're but, joining you, you know. But I learned the hard way conversations with people mm-hmm. is different from the actions that mm-hmm. they express. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So my logic is, okay, well, we got three board members now. We need a treasurer. We need a secretary. We need all these things. So for me, I was the treasurer, which is naturally a conflict. But I was the only one putting money up front. Sure. So why put all my funding in someone else's hands if I'm already spending <laughs> everything um, to get it started? Yeah, sure. And so, all right, since I'm the treasurer, let me get the financial report. Bam. But I'm also the uh, the director over this nonprofit. So let me put this together as well. Well, this is the way I want to move. Let me make sure I communicate this with everybody. Mm-hmm. So when it's time for the meeting, where are the board members? Where's the secretary? Yeah, true. I'm, I'm not upset they didn't show up. I'm upset because I prepared all this stuff. And it's like, when you're about to host a party and nobody show up. Mm-hmm. Like somebody got to eat this food before it expires. <laughs> yeah. And so, and that's what led to it. So I said, you know what? Uh, It's just going to be a a for-profit organization because it's just me. Mm -hmm. But there's less people that I have to drag along or beg or, hey, this is a great idea, right? 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 Mm -hmm. Right? No. You just go like that. But you learn things along the way as well. There are other people who wish for me to be be on their board of a nonprofit. They say, oh, you're passionate about it. I was like, yes. But I'll be that board member that will, <laughs> that will make you upset. Why? <laughs> because if I'm going to do it, I want to make sure I do it correctly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. Cool. The next phase is the uh, the live workshops. Because mm-hmm. as of right now, it's building content. So, of course, podcasts, over 40 episodes. But this will be, what, like 49th, 50th episode by the time this is released. Mm-hmm. So, there's a catalog of content. That's great. That gives people something to refer back to. Mm-hmm. Um, publish a book. We got the workbook and all of that stuff. Uh, shop.jcsupport.org. That's where you get all the information. Check the description. All the information is in the description of the show notes. Uh, so I have that. And that's something to prove that I'm invested. Sure. So when you present something to somebody, just like we're having a conversation now, if there's nothing that followed behind this, what makes this conversation valuable? That is what the the next thing for me to focus on. So when I'm having these live workshops, they now know that there's something that is tangible and something they could take away from this. Memorable. Correct. Correct. And so the next phase is um, the courses that can be put online. So that will be the next phase around the second half of next year. That will be something that's up and running as well, because not everybody is able to commute because the purpose is to uh, interact with youth or sure. young adults. 
Sure. Not everybody got a car. And have you seen the gas prices lately? Sure. They're, they're not as committed towards something for the possibility of. They need assurance. Mm-hmm. And I don't blame them. It's better to have assurance than assumptions. Sure. Well, I thought. Yes, that's great. Yeah. I thought coming here that would help me get a resume to get a job. But if they have wasted their time, they're twice as mad. Is assurance to you clear communication? Is that what you meant by assurance? Assurance meaning they can be met at whatever level that okay. they need assistance in. Okay. But they're 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 clearly communicating that they're at this part of, you know. Oh, yeah. 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 So, yeah. like, there is clear communication there versus assumptions where it's like you, you're mind reading, which we can't do. Right. So, the idea, like, somebody's passionate about reading physical books. Mm-hmm. A physical book is available. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, uh, I can't keep up with books like that. Cool. I guarantee you keep up with your phone. Sure. Yeah. That's why ebook is available. Yeah, sure. For some people, well, I don't I don't have time to read because I'm always in transit somewhere. Like I'm it. focusing on something. No problem. Here go an audio book. an audio book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Excuses. Do they bug you? They used to. Mm-hmm. But I learned that for some people, they want to see how committed you are by what you're expressing. Mm. Do you feel like you're taking that personally? No, nah, that's challenge accepted. I see. Not not personally, but it's I'm going to show you that when you try to when you put think, a roadblock. Yeah. When you think, oh, he's not going to be ready for this one. Now I have to prove to you I am. What percentage of people do you think put up these roadblocks that are superficial? 90%. You think so? 90% of, how about of your friends group? Do you feel like in your personal friends group? Now, this, is, this might get a little personal. No, it's not personal. I have, a, I have great friends yeah. that I add to the block list. Oof. How? Wow. Yeah. That's a whole conversation in itself. Well, How do you feel about that? I, best, have you ever had a best friend on a, bro, on a block list? Or do you feel like you considered someone a best friend and then you had to block them? Yes. And years later, I, I reached back out to them after the fact. Like, we're cool now, but it would not be the same mm. for a lot of people. But I, I had to learn the hard way that, you know, how people say, yo, you, if you don't continue to communicate with somebody, you're funny, you changed up and all that. That's not true. They've experienced what they needed to experience with you. Mm-hmm. That's with relationships. That's with school, life, what have you. Mm-hmm. Some people are not meant to be in your life for your whole life. Sure. Some people, it's a season. Some people, it's for a week, a month, what have you. If you've invested in them and you've gave them a different perspective, you did your part. Mm-hmm. Now, my responsibility is to encourage them to respect themselves more. The reason why I stopped talking to them because I need them to spend time with themselves so they could grow. So I'm the type of person I'll be cool with somebody and we'll stop talking. I, I do things on purpose. I'm gonna give you an example. This is my secret, one of my secrets. Mm. I would start a commitment with somebody. Hey, each week we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this. My favorite is to check in with somebody every week. It's my favorite. 10, 15 minute phone call. Mm-hmm. It, when you look at the grand scheme of things, if you compare your life to those 15, 10 minutes a week, it's nothing. Mm-hmm. So what I do is, hey, look, we're going to set a time. All right, cool. I set it on my calendar. I make sure I prioritize that. In my opinion, that's showing that I'm invested in somebody. That's cool. So when it's uh, Sunday at 4 p.m., I'm going to call you. You don't have to call me. We're going to FaceTime. We're going to video chat, whatever, right? And we're going to talk about things that we think are important. Hey, look, I'm building a business. Are you building a business too? Hey, I'm going to share some things that I've learned along the way. And based mm-hmm. off of this, you could get this checking, a business checking account. You don't have to pay for it. It's free. 
if you were to use this website and you contact them, they'll give you a discount code so you don't have to pay the full price for something. Mm -hmm. And I literally share what I believe this person is passionate about because that's what they express to me. So let's say about a month or two pass. I'm not going to call them that Sunday. I'm going to see if they call me because if they're passionate about it, they'll be just as invested as I am. That's my logic. Mm -hmm. So the week comes. Oh, yeah, I didn't get the phone call from you. You know, I was called checking in. Oh, all right, cool. Slip my mind. It ain't slip my mind. But I want to see how much time it takes for them to realize that they are just as invested. Sure. They right. They commit to something to be invested in. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. And after that conversation, hey, next week, we, Sunday, 4 p.m., you got me, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sunday come, they don't call. Sure. I don't call them back, though, because sure. remember, it's their commitment. They have to prove it now. And there you have it, folks. Another episode. <laughs> if you made it this far, thank you for listening. If anyone wish to be a guest, please feel free to let us know. You can text the word guest to 855-691-4921. New episodes are released every other Friday. For more information, visit jcsupport.org. J as in just, C as in contribute, the word support.org. Check the description for details. To get updates when new episodes are available, text the word podcast to 855-691-4921.